Good afternoon and welcome to Wellbeing for Everyday Life. I'm here in studio today with Abigail Nkomo. You're very welcome, Abigail. Thank you. And thanks for coming into the show. Uh, Abigail is originally from Zimbabwe and then South Africa and currently based in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You're 22 years of age and uh, you're here to tell us a bit about the challenges that face young people today. Yep. Okay, so you've had an interesting life now, Abigail. You were born in Zimbabwe 22 years ago. Yeah. Whoa. Is now that, that you say that like that, I'm just like, what? 22 years ago? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. So tell us what happened then and when did you move to South Africa? Okay, so I was born in Zimbabwe 22 years ago and I moved, I think I was two months old when I moved to South Africa afterwards because my parents were really young. My mom was like 16 when she had me and my father was, I think, 17 and he had to go find a work or whatever in South Africa. That's how we moved. And I grew up in South Africa. And all I know is South Africa, really. Very good. Whereabouts in South Africa? Um, I grew up in Johannesburg. Okay. Fabulous, beautiful part of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really beautiful. Uh And you went to school there? Yeah, went to school. Uh Primary school and high school. And high school. And then when you graduated from high school, you weren't sure what to do next. Yeah, I was very confused because everybody seemed to know what they were doing around me. People were going into law and medicine and I was just very confused. I didn't know what to do. You didn't have any sense of what you were good at? or what At all. Be. Even though I, I played a lot of sports, I did touch rugby, track, I was running, everything was great in the sports side. But I knew from my background and the family that I come from, I was not going to be allowed to do sports. Why was that? Because in the African home, you, you're not going to do sports for a living. No? <laughs> no. You're expected to go to college? Yes. All right. The okay. only way that my parents or, you know, most parents believe is um, you have to go and get into teaching, go into, you know, something that you should learn in college or university. Yeah. And would you like to have been a professional athlete? I feel like, <coughs> yeah, definitely. I think so. I think I would have been happy if I did that. Okay, maybe you still can. 22. Is that old? <laughs> As yeah. an athlete? A bit rusty. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't go to college then? Um, I went... I think I was 18 when I went, yeah. I went into university when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I think I went in a in a rush. Mm-hmm. I didn't go because I was ready. I went because my parents said, okay, so you're going to get into college now because you did well in your matric results. Matric is like leaving cert. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went. Mm-hmm. And then I later on discovered that that was not what I wanted to do. You went to study law? Mm-hmm. For about three years. For a few years? Three you, years. You, you, three years? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't the f- completion of the degree? No. Okay, so you didn't get a qualification at the end? No. Okay, but you learned enough about law to know that oh, you definitely. didn't want to do that? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that's a very useful um, knowledge to have, yeah. I imagine. I do think that three years, because most of the time when I tell people that I did three years of law and I didn't finish it, everyone's like, why? Why would you waste your time? I don't think it was a waste of time. I discovered a lot about myself during that time. Okay. And I learned what it's like to be in a university environment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's much easier for me now getting into Trinity because mm-hmm. I know what it's like. Okay. We should say that you're doing the Trinity Access Program at yeah. the moment here in Dublin, mm-hmm. which is an entry into Trinity. third level, yeah. really. Yes, yeah. But then you also worked in a marketing company. Yeah, so my mom knew quite a few people. <laughs> so because she was in the beauty industry and you know a lot of people need beauty and she just so happened to do a lot of people in South Africa she had a big network yeah obviously so, so she knew people in the marketing industry television and so she tried to put me in wherever she could and she put me in with her friend and her friend was the owner of a big marketing company and 
they basically had like a Christmas carols type of thing going on most of the time where they collected gifts and they would give them away to the less privileged at this time of the year in December time. So I got into that and I was like one of the leaders and I would help with the managing and the planning of boxes and where the boxes would go, what charities. So I was doing all of that. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. And you developed your skills of organisation management yeah. at the time. Yeah. And you found you were good at that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and also good at speaking in public and you weren't afraid yeah, to be in front of people. No. Which is a really great skill to have, of course. Mm -hmm. Lots of people don't have that. I discovered that when I got here because I wasn't very like social back home. I only started getting very social here. And, and I noticed that people were very shy. Most people are like not very outgoing. Here in Ireland? Yeah. Okay. Most people that I was around were not very easy to be out there and I was very out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You've been here for a year now. Mm -hmm. A year and a half. Two years. No, it'll be two years in February. Okay. Two years in February. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so, so once you left your law degree, which you didn't complete in South Africa, what happened next? Then we moved here. Okay. And so yeah. you're here with? Mom, sister and brother. Okay. And they're younger than you. Yeah. I'm the oldest of three. Okay. And how do you find living in Ireland? What, what would you say about living in Ireland? Very peaceful. Okay, good. Very quiet. Okay, your family <laughs> are down the country? Pardon? Your family are down the country. What does that mean? In Monaghan? Oh, yeah. They're in Monaghan. Yeah, what they're not in it? Dublin. They're, they're not in Dublin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what I, am I right? You're right, but okay. I didn't know what you called those. I would. Down the country. Okay, down the country. Okay. Yeah. The accent yeah. threw me off. That means anywhere outside Dublin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monaghan. Two okay. hours away. Two hours away. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you're based in Dublin now. Mm -hmm. So you you were you lived in Monaghan when you arrived. Yeah. And you found that quiet and peaceful. Very. Yeah. It's beautiful. You Still like is. it. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel your family have settled in well? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. All of us have actually. Because mm -hmm. I think because we lived in the city back home, mm -hmm. coming here was very mm -hmm. okay. Very A big calm. change. Very drastic change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh -huh. was adjustable. I was yeah, it was okay. okay. Johannesburg is a big city, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very busy. Very busy. Yeah. Yeah. What's the population, I wonder, of Johannesburg? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But definitely it's probably less than, it's more than Monaghan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot more than Monaghan. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, so your younger brother and sister are in school here. Mm hmm And they like it. Yeah, they do. They're happy. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And your mother is working in her beauty business. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. That's great. So, uh, so... You're, you decided to do the Trinity Access Programme here in Ireland. Yep. Tell us a bit about that programme and what it is, because I think many of the listeners might not be aware of it. Okay, so TAP is what it's called, and it's literally... Um, well, when I was told that it's if you don't get into university through the CAO, you get into TAP, and then it assists you to get into third-level education. And did you have any CAO application? No, no. Because you had no Leaving Cert here. I had no Leaving Cert here, but I had a Level 5 from Dundrum College. Oh, okay. So I could apply. Yes. Which I did, I think. Uh -huh. But I, I received a call from Trinity asking me to do TAP first. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So that's one year? Mm-hmm. And it's based in Trinity College campus in town? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a kind of an introduction to studying in university, isn't that right? Right, yeah. So what kind of t uh, subjects do you cover? So you choose a stream that you want to get into. So if you want to get into sciences, you choose physics, but biology, the science 
side of life. And then if you want to get into stream B, which is the social science, you do biology, psychology, sociology, maths as well, but a different type of maths. And stream C, I think, is the arts. So you we basically put into different streams according to what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. So it's not university level, but it's teaching you how to write essays and research right. and mm-hmm. present Very, ideas. very critical. Very critical. Okay, mm. critical thinking. Yeah. Teaching you critical thinking. Yeah. Yes, okay, being able to assess uh, arguments and mm-hmm. positions and so on. Very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So which stream did you go into? Stream B. Okay, into the social, social sciences. Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is it difficult for people to get into TAP or how? Like, So yeah. for people essentially who have not gone in the traditional mainstream route mm-hmm. straight from, uh, you know, straight from leaving Cert into university. Mm-hmm. So... So what kind of people are on tap then in the group that you're in the class you're in? Are there a mix of people? Are they people from different countries? Are they different ages? Yeah, very big mix. Right. We have some Congolese people. Uh-huh. Irish, lots of Irish. Okay. Um, yeah, Somali. Somali. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. That's the mix. Right. Because mm-hmm. I know it's, it's like, for different ages as well, isn't it? Yeah, and we have the mature students as well. Yes. Yeah. So they take about 26 people. With 5,000 applications. Really? Yeah. 26 people? Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's that's the one that's in campus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think they have another one they that runs... They have more outside. Yes. Yeah. So that people can apply to mm-hmm. their local area maybe. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there's a selection process then, presumably, to get Yeah, in? I think so. Because you get interviewed. There's like this intense interview. Mm-hmm. I was interviewed by four people. Okay. Yeah. At once? Yeah. Right. And they're all just like, why do you want to come here? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Was that a bit intimidating? I mean, yeah, because they're all just sitting there looking at you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's very intimidating. But, yeah, you get used to it, I think. Okay. I just need, like, three minutes to feel the vibe in the room. Okay. Then okay. I'm fine. And then you were okay. You felt yeah. confident enough. Well, you obviously must have given good answers. I guess so. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you were talking to me uh, before the program, Abigail, about, like, you know, the difficulties it is being your age now, 22, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the world that you and your peers live in are is radically different than it was, it has been for any 22-year-old ever in the history of the world, mm-hmm. fundamentally because of our technology and the internet, you know, and there's huge challenges, I think, for young people. Great opportunities as well, of course. But I think, I'm just very aware that people of my generation you know, we, you have so much more knowledge and awareness than we have about so many things because we just, you know, we don't have the same facility with the technology, I think. So how do you th- what do you think are the challenges that face people your age nowadays? Um, I think, for one, you guys were lucky because you didn't have social media like mm-hmm. we did, mm-hmm. like we do. Um, social media is, wow, it's what we make of it, but it's very addictive, addictive. very controlling. When you say social media now, are you talking about particular apps? Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, okay. all of that. Okay. Anything that allows you to connect with people outside of your own country. Yes. Yeah. They're all global, huh? Yeah. Reddit, Facebook. YouTube, everything. TikTok. Is just... Oh, mm. you know about TikTok? I know about TikTok. I'm afraid to look at TikTok because I've heard <laughs> it's completely addictive. So I'm yeah, it's, addicted mm-hmm. to enough things on the internet already mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. So uh, why do you think we were looking not to have it? Because you're not exposed to what we are exposed to. Like, I can literally just say something on Twitter and it will go viral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything, even if it's as small as two characters. Uh-huh. And that 
it makes you want to stay there because you're getting attention. Someone's recognizing what you're saying. You want to stay, keep going to Twitter. You don't want to do anything else besides that. And see, did somebody like your tweet or did somebody yeah. retweet it? Now your happiness is, is based on that. If no one likes this picture, oh my God. You know, and I realized that I was getting addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Particularly Twitter? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Twitter's much better because it's on the intellectual side. A bit, yeah. Whereas Instagram is all about images. Instagram is whatever you can put out there, do so. Yes, yeah, yeah. And people filter and uh, enhance their photographs right, and everything. Right. Of course, and people they? try to change themselves to look like those people and those people are using the filters. Right, okay. So people are getting a very unrealistic uh, image right. of what being human actually looks like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that creates, do you think, anxiety, low self-esteem and yes, so on? Yes, it does. So people are comparing themselves to very mm-hmm. unrealistic images online? Yeah. Okay, so how do you deal with something like that? You take yourself away from Instagram. Have you gone off Instagram? Yeah, I went off Instagram for, I think, five weeks. Mm-hmm. Off Instagram, Twitter, everything. I had no social media apps on my phone. And how did you find that? How did that was that experience? The first week, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? It was torture. Yeah, it was torture because I was every time I I grabbed my phone every five seconds. That's how I realized that okay, I was hooked on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had to get away from it. So I tried to stay away for five weeks. Mm-hmm. And you did you manage? Yeah, I did. Five weeks, I was out. And but did it get easier? Yes. Okay. I started replacing the time that I would use on Instagram with something else by going to the gym. Going to the gym. Lovely. And after the five weeks, did you go back just as much yeah, as I did. before? Not as much. No? But I went back to see what was happening. Yeah. And I was like, they're still doing the same thing. Right. So you didn't feel you were missing so much? No. No. You didn't feel lack of connection to people? Mm-mm. All right, okay. I felt more of a connection to people when I was off Instagram. Why was that? Because then when you're not on your phone, it's you have to communicate with people. Around you. You have to talk to people. Like your family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. They say, yeah, I've heard this line about the internet. It brings far away people close and pushes close people far away. Yeah. So uh, it certainly has tremendous benefits. I mean, we, we, my generation, we are the last generation that will know life before the internet. Nobody else in the history of the world ever will know life before the wow. internet. So we have a kind of a baseline that nobody else will ever have. Mm-hmm. And we're on the cusp of this, you know, which I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just where we are in the whole evolution of the thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, for you guys, it's like you're having to deal with all this, you know, on the hoof, really, and learn as you go along how yeah. to manage it. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have to deal with it. So we can't really give a whole lot of guidance. That's what it seems like to me, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so Abigail, I'm talking here to Abigail Nkomo, who is originally from Zimbabwe and then South Africa. She's here for the last year now, living in Ireland with her family, and she's on the Trinity Access Programme with a view to going to Trinity College doing a degree. Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. Welcome back to Wellbeing for Everyday Life with me, Maeve Halpin. I'm here with Abigail Nakomo, originally from Zimbabwe and then South Africa and now a year living here in Ireland with her family. And Abigail is on the Trinity Access Programme, which is a programme run by Trinity College every year to help people who are not coming through the mainstream channels through the Leaving Cert and the CEO to go into university. And uh, 
Maybe you could just say a little bit about that programme, Abigail, mm-hmm. and uh, just tell me how it's helped you, you feel, in terms of being prepared for going into college. Yeah, because I didn't go to school in this country, the concepts and everything is different, and the teaching methods are different as well. So getting into Tabwood is very useful because I've learned how to how you guys write your essays. It's totally different in the referencing and whatever. So um, TAP has really helped with trying to help you prepare and bring you up to the standard of being a tertiary level student. And it's a small class of 26. Yeah. So that there's a lot of personal attention there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's, from what I understand, there's a lot of support and mentoring for the students. Yes, yeah. So and that... they allow us to do some shadowing, So, which means getting into the Trinity College and um, walking around with someone that is doing the course that you'd like to get into next year. Okay. So that allows you to get into the lecture rooms and everything and see the size and be there. Okay. So you get a taster of the yeah. different courses. Mm-hmm. And have you done any of that? Yeah, yet? I have. Who did you shadow or what, what, what course? Was I shadowed the general nursing. Uh-huh. Um, they choose what you should shadow. Okay. So if you say you want to get into medicine, they'll say, okay, you'll shadow this person. Okay. And then, you know, because they don't want you to box yourself into thinking that one thing is okay for you. Okay. So mm-hmm. I went into general nursing, but I initially wanted to get into mental health nursing. Mm-hmm. So got into that and I realized that I do not want to be a nurse. <laughs> okay. Don't fine. want to be a nurse. <laughs> okay. So, and I still want to do mental health. Mental health. Yeah. Okay. So it may be in the field of psychology or mm-hmm. something like that. that yeah, in that going area. To. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So... So the the access program is not only about teaching you academically, but it's also about kind of personal development really then as well. Yeah. In terms of developing your interests and your... I think so, because they connect us with the Grant Thornton as well. Mm-hmm. So we have mentors from there as well. Okay, from Grant Thornton. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they take us in and they, they have workshops. They'll teach us how to make business plans, um, literally everything. To do with business and accounting and so yeah, on. Yeah, business and accounting or just in general. Like writing a CV, okay, very they helped useful. us with that. Mm-hmm. Very useful. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's all about giving you very practical skills to mm-hmm. be able to manage well in the world then. I feel like they're helping us find ourselves as well. Oh, really? Because exposing us to a lot of things will help us identify what we like and what we don't like. This is true. Yeah. And it's very important to find what's right for yourself isn't right. it, as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I work as a counsellor and I would often find that people come in and they have questions about the job they're in or the course they're doing mm-hmm. and they just, it might be a very prestigious course and difficult to get into or maybe a job with a very good mm-hmm. salary but like if you, you can't fit a square peg into a round hole really right. like if somebody's unhappy in that position it's like no amount of money is going to compensate for that mm-hmm. really it seems to me that people have to really find out you know, in terms of their own integrity where they mm-hmm. belong would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so because when you're unhappy, you don't work to your best ability. This is true. You're working to get out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's, I've also found that it's important for people to work in alignment with their own values. Right. You know, so that if your values are about maybe helping and supporting other mm-hmm. people, then you probably aren't going to do well in the corporate world where exactly. the values are more to do with profit and yeah. other things like that. Mm-hmm. So these are very fundamental things that people have to think about. Like there's a lot of decisions have to be made really, haven't they, when people are quite young mm-hmm. and we have to make decisions without a whole lot of uh, information really. Yeah. Which can be a bit Because I think we were supposed to be taught how to be human and alive when we were in high school. Because we were only taught to, you were taught to pass. This is how you pass, you study, you cram, you get it in there, pen to paper. 
next grade. They don't teach you the essentials. This is how this is how mortgage works. Yeah. This is how the real life works. No one tells you that you're going to have to pay this amount of tax. You just think taxes in those storybooks that they teach you in high school. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that it's actually happening in the mm-hmm. real world. Mm-hmm. I feel like if most people were taught how to save money, mm-hmm. how to get into the 401k, that would help a lot of us. Absolutely. So practical life skills mm-hmm. that people need That's what we're not taught in high school. Okay. Everybody should be school. taught to cook as well, I think, and yeah. how to drive and, uh, yeah. yes, how to uh, budget. Right. Yeah. I feel like it would be so much better if they included driving skills or whatever into high school. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you step out of high school and you want to get into college or whatever, you're able to drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are able to, you know, you're an able person to participate in society. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. just send you out there. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of English, yeah, yeah, and a little bit of Irish. Okay, okay, yeah, yes. So, um, so you have been on a bit of a journey yourself, obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to find your own direction in life, certainly yeah. professionally, anyway, Abigail. So, uh, what would you say to people who are like on the cusp now of making choices and decisions about uh, going to college or going on to do training or getting a job, and they're not sure what they want to do? I feel like. Don't rush the process. Mm -hmm. Even though you're in your 20s and you feel like you're running out of time constantly, because that's me, I feel like I need to get things done. I need to buy a house. I need to be married by now. And it's like, take your time. Things will fall into place. Mm -hmm. Don't rush anything. If you need to take that year off, take it. Mm -hmm. Because you'll literally identify yourself in that one year Mm -hmm. of doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So just take it easy. Mm -hmm. Go to the gym. Mm, go to the gym yeah and I think have an open mind as well yeah. in terms of exploring different possibilities and maybe do a lot that, travel yeah do a lot yes yeah yes yes yeah stay F- off Instagram stay off Instagram yes <laughs> to go back to what you were saying there about you went off social media completely for five weeks mm-hmm. and you found it difficult in the beginning but then you found it was a benefit I didn't think I was addicted to Instagram until I went off it for a, f- for a week mm-hmm. and I realized I can't live without it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I realized that the people around me as well, I couldn't have conversations with them because they were on their phones. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have Instagram at the time. So that was hard. And I kept feeling like, should I, should I just download it now and then I'll delete it later? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really bad. But after that, I feel like because I replaced the time I was on Instagram with something else, that's how I managed to get over it. Yeah. And you felt you used your time more productively? Yeah, a lot okay. more. And I noticed a lot of stuff like, the, the clouds, mm-hmm. the sun in the morning, mm-hmm. the little things that you miss. Mm-hmm. Even the journey home, I didn't realize they had so many buildings to go home because <laughs> I'm always looking down on my phone and I don't see anything. But once I got off Instagram and whatever, I noticed the journey home. Oh, it takes me this amount of time to get home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So do you, do you feel your life was enhanced by going on a social media diet for five weeks? Yes. Enhanced in what way? How would you describe it? Um... I feel like I was, well, yeah, I still am. I feel like I, I saw things that I didn't really pay attention to. Uh-huh. And that that means a lot to me because I want to be, I want to know what's happening around me. And it's, it's not that everything is on social media. You have to look out for yourself. And I managed, oh, and then because of that, because I was off social media, I realized that there were so many homeless people. We walk past them like all the time, your earphones and your ears and, you know. You're just on your phone and you're moving on with your life and you're not realizing what's happening around you. Yeah, and that's how I decided that I wanted to start my own charity organization. Okay. So I literally just get, well, I buy most of the stuff myself. 
pads, tampons, whatever I can get for people that are homeless and I toothbrush, toothpaste. And um, sometimes a bit of food. Yeah, and I just give it to them. You give it to them? Mm-hmm. All right, okay, good for you. And how do you finance that? <sighs> it's hard. <laughs> Part time jobs. Okay. Yeah. So it's from your own income? Yeah. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. So you uh, buy essential items that people are going to need and give them to them just on the street? Yeah, right. Because I don't go to church and I don't give my 10% to God, I use that to give, yeah. That sounds like a very worthwhile uh, uh, venture. Yeah, I don't lose anything. I, can, I feel okay with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you ask people what they need? Yeah. Sometimes these homeless people just want you to have a conversation with them. This is very true. Yeah, Absolutely. like that's it. Because they lack human interaction because as soon as we see someone that seems unkept, we don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. We isolate them, we walk past them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just sit, have a moment to talk mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's here in Dublin City. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So it was coming off your social media and st- stopping staring at your phone all the time yeah. that made you more aware of these issues My that surroundings. were right in front of our eyes mm-hmm. all the time, actually. And that was what motivated you to take some proactive action yeah. in relation to that. That's really marvellous. Yeah. Okay. So you say you don't give your 10% to God, but I know you spoke to me before the programme about uh, your religion, which is Pentecostal. Yeah. And that that's an important part of your life as well. Yes. Okay. And how would you describe that and its influence on your life? Um, Because I was raised in a Christian home, we were taught to pray about everything. My mom's very, very prayerful woman. So we pray about everything. If the light doesn't come on in the house, pray. <laughs> that's what my mom always says. So I was raised to be very prayerful, and that's what I do. That's my form of meditation, being mm-hmm. away from the world, mm-hmm. praying and having faith. Having faith in? God. Okay. Yeah. That God is going to look after you? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Always. I feel like that's what keeps me going. Right, okay. My faith. Your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeps you going when things are tough. Yeah, even in general. Okay. Yeah. And keeps you going in what way? What does it give you? Faith Faith is believing in things that you cannot see. Uh-huh. And I believe that since I've been having this faith in me, I've seen things that I've prayed for happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to keep this faith forever. Okay. <laughs> so that's a faith that you're being helped or supported in some kind right. of way mm-hmm. by a higher power. And that things happen for a reason. And that things happen for a All reason. All things are connected. All things are connected. So when things go wrong or appear to be going wrong, you don't panic? No, I try not to. Right. And you try to find the good in whatever is happening. Right. Yeah, yeah. I find that also when things don't go my way, often if I don't panic and just let things move on, they actually turn out better than right. I would have wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, certainly that's something I've learned, but I didn't know it when I was your age. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm too. This yeah. is good. Um, so... As a young person, what do you think are the biggest challenges now that face you in, in your 20s? Apart from social media, mm-hmm. the people around us, mm-hmm. like who you associate yourself with, friends, mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. because we're also connected to the internet and whatever mm-hmm. we do on social media. We try to mimic what we see on social media, even though it's fake. Mm-hmm. And we lack social interaction. We don't talk. And it's so it's really challenging because we try to copy what others are doing mm-hmm. when others are just putting on a show. Mm. 
And then we're not being true to ourselves yeah. and our own inner lives. We want to be like someone. We don't want to yeah. start something ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas it's really important to go inwards rather than yeah, outwards, outwards, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And as you were saying already, the inner journey is what's important. Yeah. To find your true self within mm-hmm. rather than looking for a reflection of it in the outside world. Exactly. As you say, it's fake. Yeah, they say it's curated, isn't it? We have curated lives yes. on Facebook. Nobody's going to put up the Facebook post when they're miserable and depressed right. and alone. Mm-hmm. It's all when they're having fun and uh, good times. Good times. So it's a very artificial view of the world. Yeah. And we can then compare ourselves to that mm-hmm. or on Instagram, I presume, or Snapchat. Because mm-hmm. if you look on Instagram, like one of the popular people I know that maybe you can relate to, Kylie. Do you know Kylie? Kylie, the singer? Mm, no. No. Okay, go on. She's a Kardashian, I think. All right, okay. Jenna Not done much about the Kardashians. But yeah, anyway, go she's, on. She, she reached, I think, the, her first billion at the age of 21. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was like a lot of people Well, on Twitter were very like, oh my God, I'm 21 and literally I have $1 in my account. Okay. So, yeah. So they're comparing themselves negatively. And they don't realize that she, her parents literally built that. She was rich from birth. Okay. She was born into it. Okay. She just managed it well. Mm-hmm. You know. So we can end up comparing ourselves to people who right. are really in completely different situations and have mm-hmm. totally different kind of opportunities. That's why we shouldn't because we're all in our own race. We all? We're all in our own lane. And yes. We're running our own race. We're all running our own race. That's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not in competition with others. No. It's not a competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really important, I think. Mm-hmm. That's really important. So uh, so you think that social media and the internet can lead to isolation among yes. people then? Right. And that's what we need to be cautious of. Because now if you're not on social media, then what are you doing? All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I realized that when I was with a group of people, everybody would be on their phones and I'm just the only one there. You're the only uh, one there, not on the phone. Yeah, and now I don't have a choice but to be on my phone. Okay. For whatever reason. Right. Okay. So that's hard. Yeah. So there's some. I know there's some kind of places like pubs and restaurants that uh, purposely have no Wi-Fi, so that uh, they use your three G. <laughs> ah, well, they insist on people not insist, but they try to make it easy for people yeah. to actually talk rather than mm. uh, rather than just be on their phones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's true because I noticed as well when people didn't, if we were in a, an in, an environment without internet or like Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. people would just be like, "Oh, there's no Wi-Fi here. Let's go somewhere else." Yes, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And what about drinking drugs? You know, in the world that you've grown up in now, do you see many of that? Um, no, not really. Okay. I don't really party a lot. You don't party a lot. Yeah. Okay. I tried partying like. A couple of times, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was not for me. I didn't like having a group of too many people rubbing on each other. It's just weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I thought it was very unhygienic and weird. So oh, okay. <laughs> I don't participate. <laughs> okay. I go to concerts okay. if there's seats. Ah, uh, okay. Music. Yeah. You enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of really good music in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So you don't feel that that's a danger to you, for you, like... For me, because I don't expose myself to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like these things come to you when you expose yourself to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I try not to put myself in situations, compromising situations. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't see that. Uh, Okay, okay. That's quite sensible, really, because uh, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of uh, drug use, certainly in... All over, not just in Dublin, but all over the country. Yeah. Not only by young people, people of all ages. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people don't uh, recognise the dangers of that. I think. Yeah. 
you know, they can... Uh, I hear about it a lot, but I don't see it. Okay. Like, I'm most good. young people are always just like, did you see that guy? And I'm just like, what guy? Okay, okay. So, yeah, okay. I don't really see okay. most of these things. In, in terms of mental health and all the rest, it's uh, really not very good. People don't realise the dangers, I think, involved yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. easy to trip. Mm. Trip up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Broadcasting from the Dumdrum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM. Welcome back to Wellbeing for Everyday Life. I'm here speaking to Abigail Nakomo, who is originally from Zimbabwe and then South Africa and is now a year here in Ireland, living in Monaghan with her family and finding it very peaceful in Monaghan after the hubbub of Johannesburg. So I'm glad you're feeling it, finding it peaceful here, Abigail, and you're living in Dublin now and attending the Trinity Access Programme, which is uh, available to people who want to go on to third level education, but maybe haven't come through the traditional route of their living search and applying through the CAO. So I think it's just important to emphasise that, that there are routes for people to get into university and there's a lot of support in uh course like the Trinity Access Programme so one can Google that I'm sure it's called TAP Trinity Access Programme and you'll see the criteria for uh, application there and uh, it's a very useful course I've known other people who've gone through it and found it very helpful as a foundation for going in to do study in university learning how to write essays do Mm -hmm. research and so on and uh, went on to complete their degrees as a result so people of all ages and backgrounds can participate in that so now Abigail um, you went on a bit of a scenic route to get here you know geographically and within yourself as well because you studied law for three years in South Africa and decided that wasn't for you so uh, and you've had some work experience in the workplace as well and then you shadowed people in the workplace and also in college so you've learned a bit about yourself in all of that Mm -hmm. so just tell me what do you feel that you have learned in terms of your own self-awareness through going through this journey in the last few years Hmm. okay so I would say that I'm really good at sport sport yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. because I play touch rugby which is like a very light version of rugby rugby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah track I run track what is running track now what is is that long distance no that's 100 meters 200 meters okay yeah and you've been doing that for quite a while now since you were a teenager Mm -hmm. okay and I'm good at public speaking I don't get nervous great around large crowds yeah which Uh I think it's I thought it was always like easy okay yeah like if we had to do group presentations I'd always be the one okay I'll do it okay it's fine that's good because uh, I think on scales of when people are rated on things they're afraid of Mm -hmm. I think speaking in public comes higher than death on Mm -hmm. those (laughs) surveys so uh, to be able to speak well in public and with confidence that's a great Mm -hmm. skill to have Uh yeah I think that came about because I did a bit of modeling Oh, really? Yeah. And like, pageantry. Oh, what's pageantry? Pageantry is like a little Miss Ireland. Okay. Yeah, type, type Is this pageantry. when you were quite young? No, my last crown was in 2017. Oh, a crown. All right, yeah. you won a crown mm-hmm. as Miss? Miss Monash, which is the Miss of the university that I went to. Oh, in South Africa? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, okay. So you had to speak at that? Yeah. You get questions just like the Miss Universe or... Oh, know. really? Mm-hmm. All right, okay. I suppose we think of pageantry, well, I think of child pageants. Like yeah. Like in the States when they're five years of yeah. age. Because they don't you... really air the ones where it's adults. Oh, right, okay. So that yeah. happens as well. Mm-hmm. All right. But you weren't involved in the child ones? No. No, they're not a great idea. It mm-hmm. seems like to me very sexualized. Yeah, it's... Very... <laughs> 
for young kids. It's so like let the kid decide. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. 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 Whereas as a teenager, you enjoyed yeah. it. I'm sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was a great experience. Okay, and that gave you confidence. Yeah, it did. And helped you be able to speak in public and mm-hmm. be in front of a crowd. Express yourself. Express yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think anything that people do, like in terms of the arts, like mm-hmm. drama or music or anything like that, acting, that these things can help people's confidence as they're mm-hmm. growing up. So we don't have to concentrate completely on the academic. Right. As you were saying earlier on. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so anything else? What do you feel you know about yourself now? I'm really good at planning. Time management as well. Okay. I'm always like 30 minutes early to everything. Okay. That's great. I was here like two. You were today. Mm -hmm. You were early indeed. That's right. So very important for uh, study and for university as well, of course. Yeah. Because you're going to have to have deadlines all the time. Being able to plan out what you do at this time, you know, Uh without being anxious about it. Because I have anxiety. You have anxiety? Yeah. And I do feel like if I don't space my time well. I will go through a panic. So I always have to be timely, organized, managed, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you think is the cause of your anxiety? I don't like messing up. Okay. Everything has to be perfect. <laughs> that can create a lot of uh, pressure. Yeah. But I feel like it's good pressure. It drives me. Okay. And you can manage when everything isn't perfect because presumably not everything is always perfect. Right. But if I feel like it is, then okay. <laughs> I okay. can work around it. Uh-huh. So you're good at planning and management. Yeah. That's good. Really bad at group work. Group work. Ugh. Did you discover that on your TAP course? Yes. And uh, I dread it. Why is that? Why is it difficult for you? I feel it's not hard for me to work with people. Uh-huh. It's just hard for me to complete tasks with people. Okay. Because I will complete my end of the bargain mm-hmm. and then everyone else will drag their feet. Oh, then good. I have to do everything. Okay, I think this is uh, a very common experience that people have with group work, I think, group projects. But uh, most courses require these things nowadays. Mm -hmm. They didn't exist in my time, I have to say, thankfully, (laughs) all those years ago. So uh, so you like being in charge of your own piece of work and your own responsibility. Because I feel like if I do everything myself, then I have myself to blame. Yes. If I do it in group work, then I don't want to sit and say, you didn't do this, this is Mm -hmm. by, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather just do everything by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you think you're not good at? Um, I'm okay. I think I'm only getting to learn how to express my feelings. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's a new thing for you to learn. Yeah, because nobody really says. People say like, "How are you?" They uh-huh. don't say, "How are you inside?" Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really express how we're feeling inside. Okay. And do you think you're getting better at that? Yeah, I keep a journal now, you and keep I write a my feelings down. Every day? Yeah. Okay. And you find that useful? Yeah, because then I can go back and I can be like, wow, this was a really bad day. <laughs> uh, okay. Or it's like, well, okay, this was a good day. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of your personal development? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And is there anything else that you do in relation to your personal development? Um, Besides going to the gym. Therapy. Oh, yes. Therapy. I go to therapy once uh, every fortnight, uh-huh. I think. To a counsellor? Yeah. Okay. And you've just been doing that since you came to Ireland? Yes. All right, okay. And is that part of helping you to be able to talk about your feelings? Yeah, plus because I don't keep friends. like You don't keep friends? Yeah. So I can't really say I have that one friend I can call and say, oh, today was such a bad day. No, mm. I don't do that because I don't trust people. You don't trust people? No. Why not? No one's shown me that they deserve to be trusted. Okay. Is that the same true for your experience in South Africa? Yeah. 
You didn't have friends there? No. I've yeah. always kept to myself. Okay. Even though I seem like the the loveliest person to be around or I'm very bubbly. Mm -hmm. But you'll only get that bubbly side. You'll never get anything personal from me. Oh, okay. Well, you've told us a lot about yourself now today. I think yeah, you're which very is, open. Yeah. I, came, I come across as very open, but no. Mm -hmm. but maybe that's part of your journey then is yeah. to learn to trust as well mm -hmm. because our connections and our interactions and our dependence really on other people interdependence on other people mm -hmm. is an important part of uh, well it's an important part of mental health actually yeah. you know it's uh, correlated with mental health in all kinds of areas I recently you know? learned that that's why I'm on a journey to being able to interact with people and having friends. Okay, I don't think you should have any problem once you get going with that. <laughs> yeah. Once you start to try. But I think being able to articulate our feelings and say how we feel and communicate that to another person is a really important part of making that bridge to another mm -hmm. person, isn't it? And yeah. also, of course, being able to listen yeah. to others, very important part of relationships. I tend to be the one that people want to express themselves to. Mm -hmm. No one really says, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I'm that friend. Mm. <laughs> but then, yeah. But then we all need to have, be able to do both, I think. That's why I go we? to therapy. Okay. So you feel you can talk there. Yeah. You can be open. Very. And it's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a skill, isn't it? Really? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is a life skill, mm -hmm. I think, to be able to uh, recognize our emotions and to be able to regulate our emotions and to be able to communicate them to somebody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. There's this phrase, emotional literacy, mm. to be able to be able to be connected to what we're actually feeling inside and it's it's true like it doesn't necessarily happen automatically mm -hmm. and like you say in school we learn a lot about academics and about intellectual things and about mm -hmm. history and geography and maths and we don't necessarily learn about our inner lives right which is uh, really it's sad it's improving I think I think in schools nowadays certainly in Ireland yeah. they do have classes on uh, learning things like about social responsibility and personal responsibility, all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And people are learning meditation and mindfulness as well. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know if you've tried that at all, but they can be also really good in terms of getting in touch with ourselves mm -hmm. internally. But uh, in terms of mental health, certainly um, social isolation is something that's linked with all kinds of physical and mental health issues, actually. Mm -hmm. So social connection is... Uh, fundamental really yeah. and like you were saying about the phones we can be cut off from that mm -hmm. if we're too addicted to our phones and our internet and our social media which I'd say about 99% of us are <laughs> okay so you've learned a lot about yourself in the last do you feel your self-awareness has grown yeah a lot a lot mm. yeah and you feel that's an important part of your journey as well mm -hmm. yes yeah I feel a lot older than I really am oh really yeah. interesting interesting uh, well, I guess you've had a lot of life experience that many of us wouldn't have had. You've lived in three different countries already. Yeah. Which is uh, a lot more, and two very different cultures, two different continents. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. a big cultural change for mm -hmm. you to come to Ireland. Most of us, certainly, I haven't had to, go, certainly didn't have to go through that when I was your age anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went travelling when I was your age, all right, but I had grown up in a fairly homogenous kind of culture, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, Certainly Ireland has become much more diverse in my lifetime and uh, to me I see that as being a very positive thing. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in Ireland it's much healthier and more mature and uh, you were saying to me earlier that you don't really feel you've experienced much in the way of racism yourself yeah. at all here. You feel that you've been accepted. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think the people that I'm 
exposed to are people that have been into primary schools or high schools where they had black people there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they know how to be around black people, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not that there's anything different to us, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think they know how to act. <laughs> yes. Around us. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to hear now that you haven't experienced racism mm -hmm. here in this country, you know, because uh, to me, it's really enriched our culture in Ireland to have people from so many diverse uh, backgrounds and countries and uh, religious backgrounds and so on in Ireland. And, and I think learning from others is something that really helps all of us, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it helps move us out of our comfort zone and our comfortable little convictions about the world and thinking that our way is best mm -hmm. when we have to meet people from uh, different cultures and backgrounds who have very different ways of seeing the world you know mm -hmm. I know I have really good friends from Sri Lanka here in Ireland and it's very amazing like certainly when I got start to get to know them first like just how mm -hmm. differently they experienced the world and saw the world at a very fundamental level so uh, it was it's definitely very I find it very enriching in my yeah. life and uh, it's very healthy for the country and of course all these different talents and abilities and perspectives being brought in it's an in, it's a enhancement of our culture life mm -hmm. I find here so I'm happy that you're having a good experience here yeah and you're finding a lot of support on the Trinity Access program mm -hmm. and you recommend it to people who would like to Definitely. find their way into college yeah okay and you can choose a, a strand that is in the area. That suits you. You literally broadly. pick what modules you want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can start with just the broad idea of what kind of area you want to work in. And then yeah. you get, while you're going through the year, you get experience of mm -hmm. different ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else would you say you think you're good at now, having been through all this? For Listening. Listening. Mm -hmm. Very important skill. Yeah. We all could do a bit more of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because also I noticed that people are very drawn to talking to me. Okay, that's nice. Not even talking. They talk and I listen. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So. That's good. Well, if you're going to be working in mental health, that's going to also be yeah. important mm -hmm. to be a good listener. Yeah, yeah. And uh, mental health is much more on the radar now than it was in the past, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. We are much more aware of the kind of mental health issues that people have at all stages of the life cycle. Mm -hmm. I know people talk a lot about young people and mental health now, but I, I don't know if it's just that we are picking up on these problems in a way that we didn't before. It was more mm -hmm. hidden and we didn't have the language for it before. So it's great now, I think, that people are open about talking about things like going to therapy like yourself mm -hmm. and uh, going on a journey of personal development and that uh, people can access supports that are there if they need them, mm -hmm. which I think nobody should ever be afraid to reach out and look for help. Right. Because that's what we're here for, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so that we can support each other. So do you see a picture now of where you're going to see yourself in five years' time, Abigail? Is uh, it too soon? What I always think? say, find yourself before you find your purpose. Yeah, okay. Find yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because you can lose your purpose, but you can lose who you are. Ah, okay. So that's an ongoing journey, huh? Mm -hmm. But it seems to be something to do with uh, supporting others is important to you. Like yes. you've started working yourself in terms of uh, supporting people who are homeless on mm -hmm. the street and buying them essential goods that are mm -hmm. important for them. And you're funding that yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll grow into something bigger. Yeah, I'd like that too. Yes. Yeah. Do you think you're someone who'd be like a, a starter, someone who'd initiate projects like that? Mm -hmm. And Definitely. bring other people on board? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Well, I think if, you, if you're coming from a good place in yourself and you have your own passion and your own integrity in relation to that, mm -hmm. and, uh, then you will, it'll attract other people mm -hmm. like a magnet, really. Yeah. 
So I've been here talking to Abigail Nkomo, who's originally from Zimbabwe and later South Africa, and a, a year here now in Ireland and uh, on the Trinity Access Programme. So thank you so much for coming into the show, Abigail. Thank uh, you for I having me. I appreciate that. And maybe we'll talk to you again next year when you're in college yeah. and we find out what path you've taken. All right. And uh, thank you so much for your openness.